Well, g'day everyone. Welcome to The Journey this week. My name's Jude Hennessy and we have got a show for you today that is, it's all about tables, to be honest. Lots and lots of stuff about tables. We're going to hear a, a gospel where Jesus is uh, in conversations with tax collectors and Pharisees and a long dining room table. We're going to have uh, the wonderful Peter Gilmore, who's going to talk about the long table and the people we eat with and, and being judgmental on a similar theme to what we've got with the gospel today. Matt Maher's going to sing us a song about being able to uh, see ourselves and set ourselves up at a bigger table, claiming God's love and mercy and drawing all people into God's goodness. We're also going to be hearing from uh, Father Mike Delaney. He's not talking about tables. He's going to talk about uh, big, audacious prayers, just jumping out in faith and, uh, and having big, audacious prayers when we're uh, in our conversations with God. Trish McCarthy's going to ask us to look deeper. Mother Hilda Scott is with us, and she's awesome. She's going to um, ground ourselves in the present, be conscious of where God is in the present. But to kick us off on what is the, the 30th Sunday in Ordinary Time, also known as Mission Sunday, World Mission Sunday, Father Brian Lucas. He's going to ask us to, to be witnesses, just as Jesus said, be my witnesses. And the different attitudes in our relationship with God, whether they be ones of humility and righteousness. So we're going to hear what he's got to say and, and all the wonderful work that he does in supporting and leading the work of Catholic Mission, Father Brian Lucas. So it's going to be great to hear from him. First time we have heard from him, and it's great that we've got him doing so on this really significant Sunday, World Mission Sunday, World Mission Day. And he's going to do that by preaching, as we said, on Luke 17, 5 to 10. That's the story of the tax collector. And how he, he went home justified and, and right in the eyes of God, not the Pharisee. This beautiful parable from Jesus. Let's get into it. Lots of tables, lots of great music, lots of audacious prayers, lots of looking deeper in our relationship and walk with God through the great words of wisdom we've got from our, our wonderful presenters this week. Let's get into it. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy, and so glad you've joined us this week on The Journey. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus spoke the following parable to some people who prided themselves on being virtuous and despised everyone else. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee, the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood there and said this prayer to himself, I thank you, God, that I'm not grasping, unjust, adulterous like the rest of mankind, and particularly that I'm not like this tax collector here. I fast twice a week. I pay tithes on all I get. The tax collector stood some distance away, not daring even to raise his eyes to heaven. But he beat his breast and said, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. This man, I tell you, went home again at rights with God. The other did not. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but the man who humbles himself will be exalted. The Gospel of the Lord. And now the Gospel Reflection with Father Brian Lucas. This Sunday, the second last Sunday of October, is World Mission Day. It's established by Pope Pius XI in 1926. And every year the Holy Father produces a message to reflect on some aspect of the work of mission. This year's theme is, You Shall Be My Witnesses. In his message, Pope Francis reminds us that the church is missionary by nature. 
it reflects on the missionary life of every disciple. And what we read in the story from today's gospel is the contrast between two different attitudes in the relationship to God, humility and righteousness. And it's a good lesson in the way the missionary disciple responds to God's grace. The parable is a story about those who trusted in themselves that they were righteous, decent, virtuous people, but unfortunately they had this holier-than-thou attitude. They had this idea that they were better than others. They are inclined sometimes to regard others with contempt. If we think we're like the sinful man, we perhaps need to be able to say to the Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner. But if we haven't done anything terribly wicked, it's only because God's grace has worked through us. God's generosity to us prompts our generosity to others. 200 years ago in the French city of Lyon, a young girl, Pauline Jericho, the daughter of a rich silk merchant, went to church and she heard a sermon about what we need to do to care for the others. She founded what we know today as the Society for the Propagation of the Faith. She wanted to use her resources to care for those less fortunate. This year, 175 years on, is the anniversary of the Society of the Propagation of the Faith coming to Australia. Pauline wanted to support the church's missionary work in two ways, through prayer and through generosity. So each October during World Mission Month, we can pay particular attention to the work of mission. Your financial support for Catholic Mission, perhaps if the circumstances allow through a gift in your will, can assist the mission churches that are fragile, struggling, persecuted and in need of our support. Each year Catholic Mission focuses on a particular mission church. This year it's the church in Ethiopia struggling through a disastrous famine. We take the opportunity to give thanks to God for all that we have received in God's love and then we demonstrate God's love by bringing the kingdom of God into our world, a world of justice and peace. You're listening to The Journey, music, interviews and wisdom for living life to the full. Mercy is more Praise the Lord 
to The Journey, music, interviews and wisdom for living life to the full. Now, Wisdom from the Abbey with Mother Hilda. I heard a great story the other day, one I want to pass on to you. A disciple approached his master and asked, Where shall I look for enlightenment? Here, the master replied. When will it happen? Well, it's happening right now, the master replied again. Then why don't I experience it? Mm, The master had an answer, because you do not look. What should I look for? Nothing, the master said. Just look. Look at what? the disciple asked. Anything your eyes are light upon, came the ready reply. But... Must I look in a special way? No, just the ordinary way will do. But don't I always look in the ordinary way? No, the master said. What do you mean, the disciple asked. Well, because to look, you must be here and you are mostly somewhere else. That struck a chord. Because in truth, isn't it mostly true that you and I are somewhere else? How many of us are really rooted in the present reality? We get out of bed in the morning and already we are living in the evening. The day's events already delivered, judged and packed away before we get anywhere near them. Or we catapult ourselves back to yesterday or several years ago, and allow them to sign, seal and deliver today as well. What would happen if we took each moment as it comes? What would happen if we allowed each event to have its own voice in our lives? What would happen if we lived each moment to the full? 
If we did, I suspect no scent on any flower would go unnoticed. I suspect no lilt in any voice would go unheeded. I suspect we would return to our homes at night with a grateful heart, having lived a surprisingly full day, and God would smile because we saw what he gave us that day. Everything was new. Everything was tailor-made to who we are and how we are right now. God is eternally creating the present moment. The past is gone, and the new is as yet an unknown surprise. Try living the present moment this week and see what it does for you. Thanks to Mother Hilda Scott there. A great wisdom from the Abbey segment that she called, Where Shall I Look? And how important it is for us to be really rooted, grounded in our present reality and and looking for God and finding God in those moments. The past is gone and the new and the future is, uh, is an unknown surprise, but living in the present is where we connect in immediacy with God's love and mercy and grace. Very, very true. Before Sister Hilda, we heard from Keith and Kristen Getty, His Mercy is More, and now we're going to hear from Chrissy Metz. Talking to God after the break, Father Mike Delaney from all the way down in Tassie, he's going to talk to us about big, hairy, audacious prayers. That's God in the everyday with Father Mike Delaney. That's after the break. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy, and you are on the journey. Catching up with an old friend Nothing too heavy, just checking me How's it going, how's your mom then? And for once he talked more than me Said I hear a lot about you around here Yeah, I know it's been one of them years I get it, man, you do the best you can Still wind up on your knees I was talking to God last
together on the journey. Faith, hope and love for life in all its fullness. Must have been a hundred people gathered all around. A blind old man sitting on a stool, no one made a sound. He sang, Jesus loves me, this I know. Somewhere bluebirds fly over the rainbow. God is great. What I see He said my imagination These songs and this guitar Have taken me around the world I've even touched a star He sang for nothing But he smiles When the money hits the jar Jesus loves me, this I know. Somewhere bluebirds fly over the rainbow. God is great, God is good to me. He gave me music, and music's what I see. I've been busted flat in Baton Rouge on a long black train. Felt the tracks of my tears with blue eyes crying in the rain. I faced a ring of fire with Sunday morning coming down. He was looking straight at me when he said, Music, music's what I see. And now, seeing God in life's everyday events, here's Father Mike Delaney. When the Journey Catholic Radio emails arrive, normally on a Friday morning, I check to see which presenters feature this week. My normal expectation is that I'll get a Guernsey fortnightly, so I keep an eye on things to make sure that I have some of my God in the everyday moments in reserve and not get down to the last one and then have to rush to record more to keep a supply going. Also, I look forward to the program, just in case you thought it was all about me. A few weeks ago, on the Feast of the Sacred Heart, my God spot was about audacious prayer. And what prayer was I? Were we prepared to pray 
asking for something which just sounded too big to believe it might be answered. First of all, a bit of backstory to this Godspot. My Archbishop has proposed that this year there be a Holy Year for Priests that was commencing on the Feast of the Sacred Heart and, and continuing until the same feast day in 2023. As part of the Holy Year, he's invited us, the clergy here in Tassie, to pray for the people of our state, that there might be an increased awareness of the need of God in their lives and a renewed sense of their calling to be missionary disciples in the world. There are certain other parts of the year that involve various penitential acts that will be challenging. Today, my purpose is not so much to dwell on them, but rather to reflect on my response to the proposal. Initially, I thought that it might be a challenge way too difficult to get the kind of response that the Archbishop desired. Although it might get some traction, there might actually just be a lukewarm response. Until I listened to myself as the whole year was beginning, asking what kind of prayer I would pray that might be an audacious prayer. I have to say that driving that day together with other priests and our Archbishop in Campbelltown, almost in the centre of Tasmania, was very different from what I'd expected. My reflection was not so much on what I might have to give up, but rather what I might take on. As I record this Godspot a few weeks later, I haven't completely decided what it is that will be part of my extra penitential acts this week. Nobody ever said I made decisions quickly. For the first week, however, my prayer had been more focused and directed towards the aim of the Holy Year. Seeking to determine what I might focus on, looking for something different each week, so that my efforts don't become just another thing I do. In future Godspots, I'll update you on how it's going partly so that you might be accountability partners with me on the journey. I wonder whether you might accept my challenge to pray with me on this journey, and that together we might seek the same response, not just for the people of Tassie, but for the people where you live as well. Next year we might even consider focusing on the whole world. Now that truly would be audacious. Thanks so much to Father Mike there. An example of bold praying that he and his fellow pastors have been doing for the people of Tassie, particularly people of faith, for an increased awareness and conviction about the need for for God in their lives and a renewed sense of their calling to be missionary, missionary disciples in the world, which is great because it's World Mission Sunday. And when all is said and done and everything's washed away, then your faith is the greatest gift of all. It's It's the thing to share. It's the thing we're called to share. You also heard from Rhonda Vincent and Music's What I See and you're about to hear from Hillsong Worship. Trish McCarthy will be with you after the break. She's going to, in her Milk and Honey segment, talk to you about going deeper, looking deeper into aspects of situations, relationships, people, and to really look at and ask what's the real issue, what's the heart of the matter. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy. About halfway through, probably a little bit more, but you're still on the journey. Throne of endless 
Hope, love, and life. This is the journey. And now it's time for Milk and Honey with Trish McCarthy. As a part of some of the recent study I did, I was encouraged by the various practical exercises to ask some pertinent questions that invited me to see things a little bit differently. The result of this was an increasing ability and capacity to look deeper. Something that God has been growing in me over many years, sometimes without me even knowing. Some examples of this in Scripture include John chapter 1. When Jesus calls Philip and Nathanael and says to Nathanael, after he asks, how do you know me? Jesus says, I saw you under the fig tree. This wasn't just a physical sighting, but Jesus saw the heart of Nathanael and called him into relationship, into discipleship. As well, in Mark chapter 10, the rich young man, it says Jesus looked steadily at him and then proceeded to address the heart of the matter and challenged him to be transformed. And that's precisely what I'm referring to, developing the capacity to get to the heart of the matter. This seeing that is referred to in the examples of Jesus is more than just a superficial glance. It's a deep, penetrating vision into the deeper aspects of the person, the matter or the situation. Imagine if we could look deeper into the scriptures, into creation, and to seek new ways of listening to or hearing God, allowing that encounter to transform us. My encouragement for you this week is to take a little more time in perceiving situations and people and taking a step back, so to speak, to ask yourself, what is the real issue, the heart of the matter? Or what does this person need me to be for them today? Before getting caught up in the superficial aspect of these moments. I've enjoyed that there from Trish McCarthy. And thank you, Trish, for your encouragement for us this week to just take some time to go beyond the surface level, to look a little bit deeper and get to the heart of matters, whether they be incidents, situations or people, before getting caught up in the superficiality and the in the stuff which is distracting, see if you can get to the heart of the matter. Pray into the heart of the matter. It's an even better idea. Coming up, a bit of Bethel music and also um, Ellie Holcomb. 
But after the gospel, we're going to return to the table. The long table once again with um, Pete Gilmore and the big long table that we're invited to sit at in Jesus' presence. Saints and sinners all around the same table. That's after the break. Faith, hope, love and life. We're getting near the end, but you're still on the journey. I raise a hallelujah In the presence of my enemies I raise a hallelujah Louder than the unbelief I raise a
Hi, I'm Dominic from Vancouver, Canada, and you're listening to The Journey. Softly and tenderly, Jesus is calling, calling for you and for me. He's waiting and watching, watching for you and for me. Come home, come home. Surely His goodness 
On the journey, faith, hope, and love for life in all its fullness. Now let's live the gospel with Pete Gilmore. In the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, and Luke, we find the story of Pharisees being scandalized by Jesus eating with sinners, you know, tax collectors, prostitutes, you know, those kind of people. And the very observant Pharisees were horrified that Jesus would make himself unclean by eating with the likes of them. But I wonder what was happening on the other side of the room. I can almost imagine Jesus sitting in the middle of a long table. On one end, the Pharisees are saying, I can't believe you're eating with those people. Do you know what they're like? They're filthy sinners. And on the other side, the tax collectors and prostitutes looking over saying, I can't believe you're eating with those people. They're so judgmental. I don't think much has changed today. Sadly, I think half the crowd wants a Jesus who doesn't forgive and the other half wants a Jesus who doesn't judge. The truth is that Jesus is a righteous judge who is rich in mercy. Jesus welcomes all of us sinners and calls us to repentance. Jesus makes a way for us to come home, and that way is the cross and dying to self. This week, I pray that we remember that it's a big, long table that we sit at, and there's room for everyone. And Jesus doesn't make mistakes about who is invited to the table. There's room for the heart of heart and for the lost, which is good news because that probably means there's room for me too. God bless. Come gather around the mystery of love in our broken history where grace is the fault lines in me time and time again welcomes me hungry, a well for the thirsty, we're all saints, come together.
was Matt Ma and the song Bigger Table. Might as well stick with that. It's been a theme right through the whole uh, the whole show today. We heard from Pete Gilmore, who spoke about the long table that Jesus invites us to sit at, just as we did at the top of the show when we had the Gospel of Luke 17 broken open with the story of the tax collector, not the Pharisee, going home justified. Jesus drawing even those who were outcast into the righteousness of God, into the mercy of God. Thanks to Father Brian Lucas, who gave us the gospel reflection this week on what is the 30th Sunday in Ordinary Time, but also World Mission Day. Thanks to Mother Hilda, to Father Mike Delaney, Trish McCarthy as well, and to Max Norton, who's put our show together this week. Hope you've enjoyed it. We, um, we're only a few short weeks away, really, from Advent. We have almost sold out of a, a little booklet, and they're cheap as. They're pretty much cost-priced of the, uh, the Advent booklet this year. A daily walk through the scriptures as we lead towards Christmas. Go to jcr.org.au or the Diocese of Wollongong site, just dow.org.au, and you can check that out and, and order your copy. You'll need to hurry, though. They are running out tens of thousands of extra orders that we didn't see coming, which is a really good problem to have, and we hope that it, uh, it helps people really dive into the scriptures and the journey towards the incarnation that we celebrate at Christmas. And for those of you that are uh, able to pray for us at the moment, there's um, there's a bunch of bunch of dads and a bunch of lads that are participating in a Growing Good Men weekend at a place called Cataract Scout Camp as we uh, go to air at this very time on uh, on Sunday, right around the country. So pray for them. It's um, it's all about a journey into manhood, a journey into Christian manhood, and how dads and lads can support, communicate with each other, affirm each other in that journey together as boys transition from those early years into adolescent years and manhood. So pray for the for the dads and lads that are up there at Cataract Scout Camp with the, the good guys from Men Alive, Rob Falzon and co. And what a wonderful influence they are being on so many lives because of really good work like this. So quick prayer for them would not go astray. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy. We'll be doing this all again next week. But thanks for joining us on The Journey. The Journey is presented by Jude Hennessy and produced by Max Norden from the Office of the Bishop in the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong.